Blog Talk Radio. So give us a call, 347-838-9815 is the number to call. This is our year-end spectacular, so we're going to be talking about year-end awards here as voted on you by the fans on our website as well as our crack committee here at thekenreedyshow.com. So we're going to be revealing those winners over the course of the show. And when you call in, we'd like to hear what your favorite moment of the year was on this show the Ken Reedy Show moment of the year, because we're just going to leave that up to the callers tonight. So please give us a call, 347-838-9815. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. As I said before, the website, thekenreedyshow.com. Check that out, and be sure to check us out on Twitter, at The Ken Reedy Show. And you know what? If you want to come and hang with me, come and check me out January 12th. NWA on fire. I'll be there doing live commentary for the NWA. Parsippany, New Jersey. Go to the NWAonfire.com for your tickets. We'd love to be able to meet with you before the show. Come on out, putting on a real good show that night. As always, each and every week, as we give you the best in pro wrestling talk, my tag team partner, Dave, on the other line. Dave, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, brother. I got my tuxedo T-shirt on. You just gave me the hot tag. I'm ready to come in, getting fired up. End of the end of the year awards, 2012. Um, let's rock and roll, brother. I'm ready to do this. So how you? How is Christmas this year for you and yours? Santa was good to me and my family. I will say, um, you know, to stay on the topic of wrestling, um, I received the Attitude Era DVD from Santa Claus in my stocking. So. I got to view some of that. I pretty much viewed the whole thing on Christmas Day. It was, uh, it was a, a fun DVD to watch. And uh, overall, it was just a uh, you know a, a good holiday and a good day spent with uh, you know friends and family. Yeah, it's funny because I, I just uh, you know sometimes I gotta you know pinch myself. I'm just like, how old am I? So I started this whole like wish list on on Amazon.com. We put a wish list on there, and uh, 
So every wrestling DVD I didn't have, I just threw up on the wish list, and friends and family, they all just went there, and just so I got... The library was definitely beefed up over Christmas, but I, I am looking forward to sitting down and watching that Attitude Era uh, DVDs. I'm sure there's stuff that I don't even remember happened that'll be on there, but uh, definitely a good Christmas. As far as uh, wrestling, uh, it was nice to, uh, you know, beef up the old library. Got a lot of footage to, to watch to get a, a better grasp on the history of our business, but Let's get into it right now. The year-end spectacular here on the Ken Reedy Show. And before we get into our year-end awards, you know, we do try and give you the best in pro wrestling talk and let's give you a little bit of what's going on right now. Dave, uh, as far as this week in wrestling, anything uh, strike you as far as uh, the, the programming? Well, in a negative aspect, this whole Santa Claus got run over by Del Rio was uh, was was. It was really bad. I mean, it was it was like it was like watching Dumb and Dumber. It was so the, the comedy was so bad. He actually kind of had to laugh at it. Um, but the one thing that really struck me in a positive way that I that I'm kind of hoping comes to fruition. Um, if you remember last week, I had uh, made mention of it in my uh, day five report that WrestlingNewsSource.com reported that Chris Jericho is in negotiations allegedly with the WWE to make a return in hopes of uh, helping the company and building more talent and putting over talent. Um, didn't say specifically who we'd like to work with, but it's interesting that I reported that story last week, and then just yesterday, it was, or maybe even this morning, it was on Twitter, um, there was a little bit of a Twitter verbal war between Chris Jericho and Seth Rollins from The Shield. Um, Seth Rollins started out a tweet where 2013 will be the year of uh, justice being served and blah, 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 whatever, hashtag this, that, and the other. Then Jericho jumped in and said something about being a wannabe NWO, you're a flash in the pan, um, is that all the best you got for catchphrases, hashtag whatever. Um, so I don't know. I think maybe we could see if, if it's true that Jericho's coming back, um, for a, a run, a short run heading into WrestleMania season, um, I wouldn't mind seeing a Jericho Shield feud. Uh, you know, Jericho can talk, and Dean Ambrose is obviously the best talker of the group so far. But Seth Rollins is holding his own, and um, you know, having Jericho give these guys a rub would be tremendous for their careers. So I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of looking towards the bigger picture of it. But that's what I saw that struck me. Um, this week in the world of wrestling. Yeah, it was, it was a weird week. I mean, it was definitely one of those weeks that, uh, you know, it was just kind of like hold surf, uh, don't let anything really uh, major happen. It's the holidays. Uh, man, you're right, though. I mean, that that Santa Claus angle, uh, I, I found myself almost being embarrassed for them. Uh, I, I I just thought it, it was it was bad. It was not good. And it was one of those weird things that, like, you know, I get it. All right, it's a PG rating, holiday season, Santa Claus, yada, yada, yada. But it was weird because on one hand you have uh, a PG rating, so you're going to be kid-friendly, so you're going to bring Santa Claus on. But but you have Santa Claus get run over. Run over. And he's on life support, and the whole show, they're, they're, they're acting like Christmas is not going to happen. So for a kid that actually believes in Santa and is watching this, I would think that would have been slightly unnerving. 
So it, the, wor- the, the worst part of it all is that every time they cut the commercial break, they'd say, still to come, an update on Santa Claus, and then they would have, like, the silent night. Oh, <laughs> play a stupid. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then when he came back to life, it was like the, the, dialysis, the, the dialysis machine was singing Jingle Bells, and Matt Stryker lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh, my God, Santa Claus is coming back. You know, like, you knew, like, a Santa Claus was going to make a run in the, in the miracle on 34th Street. I mean, it was terrible, absolutely terrible. I was like, oh. I, yeah, I, it was one of those I, things that just, to me, like, wouldn't appeal to kids, and it wouldn't appeal to, to the older, hardcore wrestling fan either. Like, I just thought it was, you know, it wasn't even something that I could wrap my brain around and say, all right, well, I get it. Kids will enjoy that. I mean, I, I thought that would be kind of unnerving for kids, and – at the same time, I didn't find it entertaining. The weird thing about that angle is this weird, disjointed, creative decision, for whatever reason, to turn Del Rio face. But, uh, you know, on Raw, he's he runs over Santa Claus, is obviously playing the heel role against Cena in the Miracle on 34th Street match. And then by Friday, he's kind of back to being a face wrestling Big Show and then SmackDown ending with him and Sheamus in the ring together. So it was, I don't know if anyone really knows what they're doing with Del Rio at this time, which is a shame. And Del Rio's a guy that if we're talking year-end awards here, a guy that a couple of years ago could have been your newcomer of the year, could have been breakout star of the year, could have been wrestler of the year, wins the Royal Rumble, two-time WWE champion. I mean, a guy who's got all the p- potential in the world. He can talk on the mic. He can go in the ring. Uh, not a lot that this guy can't do. And yet it seems like at this point in time, the WWE really does not know where exactly to stick Del Rio, which is, I don't know, it's it's kind of a shame. And looking forward into 2013, I'm kind of curious where they're going to go with that. Um, one thing that struck me at the end of SmackDown as well you had Big Show. You had the entire SmackDown locker room come out and, you know, beat down Big Show. Throw him into the ring. He takes a move from Del Rio. He takes the bro kick from Sheamus. He's down. He's unconscious. He's out. One thing, again, when you talk about creativity and you talk about the writing and you talk about consistency, you had Ziggler out with the entire locker room at that time did not make any sense to me whatsoever to not have Ziggler cash in at that moment. As far as realistically speaking, I get it as far as storyline and they're wanting, they want to save that, and, and I get all that. But if you're going to have, if this was quote-unquote real life and Ziggler was a, a real person that had a real money-in-the-bank contract, well, that would be a moment that he would jump in and cash in. He's unconscious. He's taking multiple moves as well as the entire locker room beating him down. That's a gimme right there. But he doesn't. So I thought the end was was kind of fun, got a good pop, but didn't make a lot of sense to have Ziggler standing ringside and not cash in. So I wasn't crazy about that. One thing I did like was on TNA, I kind of liked what I saw between uh, Rude and Aries. I thought it was a good match, and I enjoyed the fact that the two of them embraced their heel role, uh, shaking hands and both kicking each other in the gut uh, as they shake hands. I thought that was uh, 
well done on TNA and perhaps the most entertaining moment of the week in wrestling, Kaz doing his best Austin, Austin, I'm going to say AJ Styles impression. What did you think, Dave? Oh, I thought that was hilarious. I was cracking up. You know, he had the he had the voice down like like packed, you know, and 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 the mannerisms and you know the he came out with with his ring gear. I mean, I just thought it was great, you know, from from Gainesville, Georgia, you know, like I just thought he was. I I, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was that to me. And you know, the, the the last match with Aries and Rude were probably really the only highlights for Impact um, that I was interested in. That I liked. Um, yeah, like you said, it's a holding pattern week for uh, for wrestling, and normally the you know the month of December that seems to be the case because it's the holidays and not everyone's tuning in and you know they're they're out doing Christmas shopping or you know going to holiday parties. So you know wrestling isn't on the forefront of everyone's mind. So I can see why this week would would seem to be a uh, maybe you know you mentioned Del Rio earlier maybe. WWE's thinking was, okay, we'll just put him in this role because who's going to watch Monday Night Raw on Christmas Eve when everyone's going out to eat, you know, or, or going to other people's homes and or hosting events at their own homes? You know, Christmas Eve seems to be, you know, a, almost as big of a holiday as Christmas Day um, in, in, in this country. So maybe they just figured, okay, we're going to get a shitty rating. Excuse my language. Um, but, we might, you know, it, it'll work in this role for him for the short term and, Let's hope everyone forgets that he ran over Santa Claus and almost <laughs> ruined Christmas next week when he comes out as a baby face saving John Cena from an attack from 3MB. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just weird. I, I mean, it's just they, they don't know what to do with him. And, you know, you would think that if they really had a definitive plan, then they wouldn't play like, all right, heel on Monday, face on Friday. So, And I, and I don't know how well Del Rio is going to work as a face going forward. It's just... You know, it's a shame. And, and to be honest with you, the way things are shaping up and the way the the young talent is coming up and the Shield is, is big and, and Hell No is big and, and where everything is right now, I, I mean, I can't say that I know. It, it's, it's a weird thing. The guy's got all the talent in the world, but I can't say that I have the answer right now. Like, all right, slot Del Rio in right here. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where the right spot would be for Del Rio at this moment. Uh, but it seems like uh, WWE Creative, as well as myself, are in the same boat, and they don't know what to do with him. But you're right. It's going to be interesting when, you know, on Monday he's back to being a face and he runs in to save somebody. I don't know. Who knows? But let's, you know what? We're going to do some awards, but we have a full bank of calls. So we're going to go out to the phones a little early today, uh, and we're going to get to the awards in a little bit. But let's go right now, and I, I believe this is Tony on the line. Tony, are you there? Maybe not Tony. Is this Justin? Hi, Ken. Hey, it's Justin. Sorry. I, I know the 914 numbers, but I don't have all the numbers memorized yet. So, Justin, how are you? Very good, Ken. Good to see. Good to hear from you. Uh, so, let me ask you something. Since we're doing our year-end special, what do you think of this year in wrestling? It's wonderful. <laughs> you guys, what was your favorite part of this year? Well... Definitely, you. I love wrestling. It's my life, and I love it, man. Dude, you're awesome. Did you say like us? Like the show is like one of your favorite parts of the year? Oh yeah, that's awesome. We're, you know what, Justin? We're really happy that you're uh, 
on board with us and and you're supporting us and you're calling in each and every week to talk wrestling and uh oh and by the way how was your christmas oh wonderful did you get anything good from santa oh he was good to me <laughs> <laughs> what'd you get i got everything ken you know the you know, thing nice everything that that means you got a you had a pretty good haul uh this year uh Justin, you know, it, it's we love it when you call here. Thank you so much. And you have a really, really happy new year and we'll talk to you soon, all right, man? All right, Ken. Tell Dave he's 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 super great. Uh, oh, that's awesome, line. John. I'm still, I'm still here. I'm a part of the show. I didn't quit. So yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. You you're super great too, and you have a happy new year, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. And tell Ken he's super great too. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let Ken know. Okay. Thanks, Justin. You have a good night there, man. All right, Ken. Take care. Bye. Uh, just, Justin's like just the feel-good caller of the week every week. <laughs> Love hearing oh, from Ken. him. By the way, I got some breaking news. All right. Go ahead. Justin, Justin said you're super great. Did you get that? It sounded like a door opening. Oh, sorry. That's what, that's, that's what happens when I'm the roving, uh, the, the roving co-host. I'm, I'm always <laughs> looking around. So, and there's a dog barking too. So, well, well we're live on the air. It's the year at the award show. It's it's, it's the Ken Reedy show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's we're gonna go continue with the calls. I think this right here is is Tony. Tony, are you there? Yep. Hey, what's going on? Ah, uh, I'm doing alright. How are you guys? Christmas. Doing alright. How was your good. holiday? It was good. It was good. You know. And, uh, oh my, yeah. Uh, I believe in the power of Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> So what what do you think of this week in uh, in pro wrestling? Oh man, uh, well, like you were saying, you pretty much you know everything about Raw. That was just like, you know, like where the whole Savio Vega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that that whole thing was just so stupid. It was just like, oh my God, he's taking a turn, whatever. You know, it's just like he gets run over and seeing us uh, fighting Del Rio or yeah, Del Rio in that stupid. Uh, street fighting is like I'm doing this for Santa. It was like it was just so. It was just it was just so. It was just so ridiculous. Yeah, I agree with you. I just I, I, didn't, I didn't like it. Really top to bottom. I didn't hear you. Know, it's like he gets run over. You know, Santa Foley gets run over by Del Rio, and it's just like what? You know, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that yeah. match would be better served to be shown on the Lifetime Channel than on the USA Network, if you, if you ask me. You know what's funny? I mean, the match in and of itself was was entertaining at times. Although, like, is it like I'm doing it for Santa was dumb. If you took out the getting run over part of it, if Santa never got run over, and it was just because it's a Christmas Eve special Raw, we're having a Miracle on 34th Street match, and it was opening up the gifts and finding, you know, things to use. It Blunder. could have been entertaining. It was just, it was too, like, it was too hokey all around. If that was just the match, if you just had, we booked for, because of it's Christmas Eve, we're doing a Miracle on 34th Street match, and it was just a normal Raw other than that, and they, they didn't do the Santa thing, then maybe the match could have worked on some kind of kitsch entertainment value. But the Santa thing just made it all way too cheesy for me. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, and even, you know, even the, the whole, you know, it's like when Booker T comes out, and it goes like, you know, it's like, you know, like says, oh, my God, you know, Christmas might not happen, you know, whatever. And it's like, it was just, you know, 
that was just what they didn't need to do that, you know. Um, like I do said, it for like Santa. Was... <laughs> remember, when he, remember when he said, do it for Santa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm trying to block it out of my my, my memory. <laughs> was there anything that you liked this week, Tony? Uh, I actually got to go. I, Dave, I got to go with you. I said the um, the Kazarian impersonation of uh, AJ Styles. That, that that cracked me up. Um, you know, Daniels and Kazarian are, pro- are probably like the best the best act of TNA right now. You know, I, I got They are they are fun. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, it's like every time come you know, Daniels and Kazarian come on, it's like okay, you're almost guaranteed some you know some some funny moments here. You know, it's like you know, and I, I actually like this. You know, it's like. You know, it's like yeah, you know, they, they were making like a parody of like you know, it's like oh yeah, that was the one last time until the next time because it's like you know, it's like there's never a one last time exactly. really in wrestling. So it was just like I'm, you know, I I I, I thought that was you know pretty funny that they uh, actually uh, you know the team made a reference to it's like hey, that does, pretty much doesn't happen in uh, in wrestling. Because, I agree. You know, that's what I got out of it. Even Austin Aries and Bobby Roode when they're both being the um, you know, their match was really good, and then them and uh, being in the, uh, you know, both being the, you know, being the heels, and re- you know, really good stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be both of them and Jeff Hardy at the next pay per view, whenever that is. I mean, it's, I'm guessing that's what the match is going to be. But uh, I mean, you know, I don't know who the hell knows. Uh, but yeah, even um, the, 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 the start of the show, though, I got to say, with Brooke Hogan and um, Mark, like, I guess is what they, since that's his real name, you know, because this is real or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's just like you know, she comes, she comes in, and he, she tells Bubba, you know, it's like, oh, oh, he's like, oh, how does he know? How does he know? It's like, um, he was standing right there. Yeah, you're playing console right... hockey in the parking lot. That's exactly how he knows. Yeah, and plus, even if he wasn't, there's a camera filming the whole damn thing. <laughs> like, Jesus, you know, it's like, what's wrong with these people? Well, Tony, thanks for calling. Before we let you go, what was your? Do you have a favorite moment of the show over the past year? Um, probably every time I've been on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Spoken like a true wrestler. Just to put yourself over. That's what it's all about. I always knew you were a modest guy, guy, Tony. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, yeah, generally I am, but I forget to lay out the hell. Put myself over, son. <laughs> <laughs> we love when you call Tony, and we're, we love that you're on board, and thank you so much for supporting. And as always, just remember, Tony is our official blogger, best blogger in the business, he blogs on each and every show, Raw, SmackDown, Impact. So go to thekenryshow.com and check out his blogs. Tony, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week in 2013. You have yourself a happy new year. Thanks a lot. You too. You too, Dave. Yeah, happy Thank you very much, 2013, guys. Take care, man. Take care. You too. All right, Tony there. You know what? We still have some calls, so hang on there. We're going to get to you. In a little bit, but I think we should, at this point, probably give out one of our year-end awards. And we're going to start this off with Storyline of the Year. Storyline of the Year. And the best Storyline of the Year 2012 goes to... We don't have much of a budget here. That's all I can get as far as a drum roll. <laughs> I'm just banging on the desk. Aces and eights in TNA with 65% of the vote. Aces and eights gets the storyline of the year. And 
just to let you know what the fan balloting was like, Ace and Eights with 65% of the vote. Rock Cena got 19%. Punk Wants Respect got 6% of the vote. End of an Era got 5%. Rude and Storm got 2%. And the surprise here, not surprised Ace and Eights won. And I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Ace and Eights winning uh, that. I don't know if I, I would definitely go that way. But the shocker for me is Punk and Jericho get zero. Zilch, nada, nothing, no votes for those two. So, and I thought that was a decent storyline. But for 2012, the best storyline in pro wrestling was Aces and H. Your thoughts, Dave? I mean, it started off good. Um, I think that they've been in a holding pattern for a few months since the reveal with Devon, um, and they're still not sure what they where they want to go with it. Um, I mean, to me, I think they need a big reveal as to who's behind the whole thing that's, that, that, to, to help save it because it just seems – and it doesn't help, too, that, like, they come in for a few months, they terrorize the company, then they reveal Devon as, you know, one of the, one of the guys that's helped them get into, the, in, into TNA, and now they lose matches on, like, on a weekly basis. And, you know, the, some of the guys, they, they get they, – they get unmasked, and you know there's disarray in that club or whatever. Um, I don't. I don't think they. In my opinion, I. I think that they're not sure where they want to go with it, so they're just kind of keeping it in a holding pattern, um, so to speak. But um, I mean, it wouldn't have been my pick. My pick personally would have been um, Rock or Cena. Or, I'm sorry, Rock and Cena for WrestleMania. I mean, a year build up. Um, to probably, you know, it's been overplayed to death, but the biggest WrestleMania of all time. Um, and, you know, they both delivered on a match. It was a big fight feel, and everybody was, you know, interested in it, especially the fact that they let it go a whole year. And so it was a big part of it had to do with social media because The Rock wasn't around, obviously. Um, but they still held people's interest, um, knowing just the simple fact that Rock was going to return in his hometown of Miami at WrestleMania against the poster boy of the WWE, John Cena. That would have been my pick for the top storyline of the year. Um, Jericho and Punk, that's a a surprise to me. But at the same time, um, there were certain things about that storyline that that didn't really stick well with with, with some wrestling fans. Like, for instance, that, um, that, that public field sobriety test when Punk tried to play like he was inebriated. Um, I don't know if you remember that, but, uh, that that seemed to uh, to to hit a sour note with uh, most wrestling fans. So, um, but aces and eights, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, you the fans, you guys, you voted for it. So I mean, you know, I, I can't knock you for you know having an opinion. So uh, you know, more power to you. It's always funny. I mean, when you do votes like this, and and be sure to go over to the KenReedyShow dot com right now because by the end of the show, we're going to reveal wrestler of the year and that poll is up right now and just to let everyone know at this moment John Cena and Bobby Roode are tied for the top spot as far as wrestler of the year uh CM Punk is next followed by actually tied CM Punk Austin Aries and first class Vladimir Joseph are all tied and at the bottom Cahagas Jeff Hardy and Daniel Bryan with no votes so go on 
TheKenryShow.com right now to get your votes in. We will reveal the wrestler of the year at the very end of the show. And getting back to storyline of the year, um, yeah, you know, I'm okay with the Ace States win. It's weird with with votes because when the votes are, it's whatever's current a lot of times. And you, you kind of forget, like, the where when Cena and Rock, like, really hit their stride was earlier in the year. Ace and Eights is the latter part of the year. And so that's, that's one of those things that that's fresher in people's minds right now, and that might be what influenced the votes. Um, it's tough voting against Cena and Rock because they did really create must-see TV on a week-to-week basis. You wanted to see what these two guys were going to to say or do to each other. I mean, when Cena pointed out the wrist notes on The Rock, I mean, it became like all bets are off, and you just wanted to see what these two guys were going to, to do each and every week. Um, it it blurred the lines, which you don't see a lot of anymore in wrestling. You, you got the impression that these two guys uh, really, really did not like each other, and it would be difficult for me to vote against that for storyline of the year, but... I'm okay with Ace and Eights. Ace and Eights has been exciting. Uh, it's been something different. Uh, in reference to this past week in wrestling, a guy who has got some talent, can obviously talk, and someone who they can't seem to find a role for, a uh, Mr. Anderson, um, perhaps finding a spot in Ace and Eights. Personally, I kind of like that. Uh, it leaves you open that he could either turn heel or perhaps he... Uh, is trying to infiltrate and take over the gang gang from the inside out. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do with that. So I kind of like the idea of him being in Ace and Eights, and that might be, like you're saying, Dave, it's kind of been in a holding pattern. And I agree with you. I, I get the impression they don't know exactly where they want to go. But the Mr. Anderson factor definitely adds a little bit of uh, intrigue to the group and what direction they're going and plus they haven't used him so he's got you know he's got an axe to grind he immediately can go in and be you know yeah i joined ace and eights because the administration at tna has screwed me over i haven't gotten my shot so you know what i'm joining this group so i can get my shot it to me it works and it adds a little bit to ace and eights um i like the move what do you think I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. I smell a swerve on the part of uh, the Aces and Eights group on Anderson. and Because uh, the Anderson character just seems, like, too full of himself. And, you know, he couldn't he, he couldn't trust anybody or he can't be trusted to align with anybody else. Um, I like your theory, but at the same time, I think that it just the way it was approached in the, in the, the, the skit, the vignette, that they had filmed up, you know, it just seems like that they're, they're using him for the short term. You know, there's a means to an end with, with, with them when it comes to their association with Anderson. And I think it will be short term and they'll probably just get rid of him at some point, you know, after they, uh, they, they have been, you know, they, they've gotten their use out of him. Yeah. I mean, who knows, but at least it's got us thinking about Ace and Ace and where they're going to go. So, I mean, um, it's interesting. I mean, I'm glad, at least, whether it's a swerve or whether they use him or whether he's part of the group or what it is. Um, I'm just glad to see Anderson back on TV. Uh, and I do agree with you that at some point, you know, we need to have uh, someone from Ace and Eights actually win a match. Um, they're they're coming, becoming borderline jobbers uh, at this point. So, um, 
you know, let's see what happens because we have a one three thirteen. Uh, we're gonna have Sting's return. He's promising to take out Ace and Eight. So uh, let's see what happens there. But Ken Reedy show. 2012 awards kickoff storyline of the year. Aces and eights is the winner. Be sure to get over to the website now. So we're going to be tallying votes uh, all night long until the very end. And at this moment, John Cena has taken the lead for wrestler of the year. So get over to com now. If you don't like it, it's your own fault if you don't vote. Get over there. Bobby Roode is in second place right now. John Cena leading the vote for wrestler of the year. And why don't we go Back out to the phones right now because I think we have Mr. Trivia on the line. Mr. Trivia, are you there? Hey guys, how you doing? Happy New Year! Happy New Year to you. How are you doing? I'm uh, doing pretty good. I finally get a chance to to give the show a call. It's been a pretty rough couple of couple of weeks here, but uh, just calling to let you guys know that the top rope will be returning, and uh, that will be Thursday night, January 10th at 7:30 p.m. on WPAA. Uh, channel 18 in Wallingford, AT&T U-verse, Channel 99, all the all new top rope, interactive top rope. We're going to have um, a Legends Corner. It's going to be a segment of our show with Mario Mancini and Ox Baker. So hopefully we'll have everybody tuning in to watch that. Also, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to my friend out there, Eric Newton, who is the uh, Director of Talent Relations for NEFW. They're having a, a show coming up at the Chicopee, Massachusetts Boys and Girls Club on March the 2nd. And one of the wrestlers on the card that night is going to be WWE Hall of Famer Tito Santana. So I um, might want to get out there and check that out. But, uh, Ken, I do agree with you on a couple of points. The uh, the Aces and Eights, good storyline. Uh, I think if... Um, I think the Shield might have had a real good shot at that if they had if they had come in earlier, as far as the storyline goes. It's a good point. That, um, yeah, this is a little too late in the year, but that, that's a good point. Yeah, if they had gone to, uh, if they had come back, if they had come into the uh, WWE earlier, then I think that would have been a real. They would have gave um, Aces and Eights a good uh, a good run for storyline of the year. As far as wrestler of the year goes, well. I'll keep that to myself because you know how my feelings are with John Cena. <laughs> well, but, get uh, over to the website and vote. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna head to the website as soon as I uh, finish watching the end of the game here. Gonna wait, hopefully, waiting for my Cowboys to win the division tonight. But we'll have to see how that works out. And uh, Ken, I really I'm really enjoying the raw chats that we have on Mondays. It's a great thing, Dave. I really uh, I really think that um, you're gonna be bringing just as much class and respect to the Ken Reedy show in 2013 as you always have. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much. Ken, this is an awesome show. I'm glad to be part of the Ken Reedy show for 2013 and many more years to come. And as soon as we get uh, everything situated again with the new Top Rope show, then uh, we're definitely going to have you guys back on again. And uh, also, we are working on a benefit show for the um, families of the Newtown tragedy. Um, we're going to be having some wrestlers. We're going to be having some music performers. It's going to be a really big uh, a really big event. It's probably going to be sometime in February. And uh, all the proceeds of that are going to go to the families of the Newtown tragedy. And um, as soon as I get all the information and everything, I'll be posting it on my, web, on my Facebook page and 
I'll be calling the Ken Reedy show to uh, to let you know what's going on. But one more quick thing there, Ken. Well, before, you before, your... before you get on, I will let you get to your next point. But you know, be sure to contact us off the show too, because whatever we can do to to help with this, uh, you know, horrible tragedy that uh, you know we talked about on the show. So I mean, anything we can do to help, uh, contact us beforehand. Uh, we're we're on board to help you out. Yes, definitely. I thank you. I appreciate that, and I will definitely. Uh, contact you off the air you or, you or Dave and both uh definitely do that thank you and uh one uh, quick opinion there before uh, I get off the phone here with you guys I'd like to get your opinion on uh the title match that's coming up with Ryback and um CM Punk for Monday Night Raw for 2013 why do you guys think that there aren't more title matches on Raw and SmackDown do you think that that would make the program a lot more um, interesting to watch if they had more title matches on. Because now I know Wade Barrett's the new Intercontinental Champion. And um, I was just wondering, you know, they're going to show that, I guess, coming up. But, um, like, they had the title match with the Big Slow Friday night <laughs> on SmackDown. And now they got the John Cena one. I mean, why don't they just have more world title matches or tag team title matches or or whatever. And in your opinion, years and Dave, do you think that that would spruce up the wrestling program a little bit as far as Raw and SmackDown go? That's a good question. We're going to let you go. We'll talk about it uh, while you're off there. Thanks a lot for the call, Mr. Trivia. Um, it's a good question. Um, you know, it's where, like, it's a catch-22. And, uh, you know, on one hand, you figure they don't put the title matches on TV to kind of hype up the pay-per-view. Um, the thing is, you know, it's one of those things that I guess in wrestling, and we've talked about it a lot on the show, the other titles matter more. I'm okay with the world title and the WWE title not being defended often on TV because it, it's something special. But I would like to see the other belts defended more on TV. And I think that's where you can find a happy medium. Um, you know, I, I mean, how often, I mean, I get it. Team Hell No is over. How often do they actually have title matches? Like that, I could, there could be tag team title matches often on Raw and SmackDown. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay seeing more IC title and U.S. title matches where the where the belt is actually on the line. Um, I don't know exact. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. I don't know what the WWE it was hoping to accomplish, or what they, you know, with Kofi losing the title, um, you know, on a taped Raw. Uh, I, I like Wade Barrett. I think Wade Barrett could do a lot for the IC title, uh, but we'll see what happens. But I, I, I think it's a careful balance of having the secondary titles on the line more, and I think you keep the major titles as something special. Your thoughts, Dave? Um, I do I do agree with your points there. I think I think having like a, a world championship or a WWE championship title match on television defended not every so often, but once in a great while helps make the title um seem more important because you're putting you're putting a title match on on television. Um, I mean, UFC does it every now and then with their title fights, you know, on, on Fox, on free TV. Um, I think it helps. At the same time, um, if, you, if you put the title matches on television more, it waters down the championship. 
and doesn't make it seem as important because if you notice a lot during the Attitude Era, you know, I was watching, you know, the DVD, you know, a couple days ago, there were a lot of championship matches that were on TV. It wasn't like that they were, you know, uh, it, it wasn't like that they, I mean, the, the titles were defended often. If you remember, The Rock, when he first won the WWE Championship, uh, he, he, won it, he had it for about, oh, I'd say about a month, and then he lost it to Mick Foley on TV, and then he beat Mick Foley for it at the Royal Rumble, then he lost it on TV again, then he lost it on TV again. They went back and forth. Most of those were television matches. Um, a mixture between television and pay-per-view. So, I think, like, I, I, like you said, I think they need to find, like, a happy medium with that. I think they've done that, and I think they're doing that with, with, with starting off 2013 with a bang with Ryback and CM Punk for the WWE title in a TLC match, um, you know, to, to get people really excited for the first Raw of the new year. So, um, I, think th- I think they're where they want to be when it comes to that kind of stuff with the, with the, the two big heavyweight championships. I would like to see the, the United States or the Intercontinental or the tag title defended a little more often on television. I think we're going to get that, too. I think, I think that you know, this year and going forward into next year when it comes to the, the importance of championships and the, you know, the tag team and the mid-card championships, I think they're trying to make them seem more important as, than they have in years past. And uh, by having the Wade Barrett title switch at the, uh, the Raw tapings last night, which will air tomorrow night, I think that uh, going forward with Wade Barrett's run, they want to make it they, they want to make it important, and they want to make that championship important, and they want to make him a major player and doing it on television where a lot more eyeballs are going to watch it than they would on pay-per-view is, is going to help. Yeah, I almost wish at some point again, and, and we've talked before about creating pictures around the titles, is if you had, you don't have to have like a list, but you know why can't there be like a number one contender for the IC title? I mean, you can do that. You can put some guys on a list. You know, he's the next up. You know, just to kind of create, you know, intrigue around a belt. But uh, I like what they've done. I mean, I'm I'm nitpicking at this point. I like what they've done because we've been really critical on this show about secondary belts and outside of really the diva belts. You know, from when we started this show to now, I would say the U.S. title, the Intercontinental title, and the tag team title all mean more. Um, and we've been very critical. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, hoping, like you said, and I think they will, but hoping they continue to move forward in that direction. And at this point, why don't we, since we brought his name up, and I don't think there's, there's, there's much suspense in this award, we're going to go with Breakout Performer of the year of 2012 in all of wrestling breakout performer and the award goes to I think I knocked something over okay award <laughs> goes to is there any doubt Ryback Ryback is the breakout performer of the year with a whopping 84% of the vote uh, Ziggler came in second. Uh, Joey Ryan with 4% in third. Surprising, again, another surprise with a big fat zero. Damian Sandow, no votes for him for being breakout performer of the year. Again, I don't think you're going to beat a Ryback as far as this year. We love um, you know, Ziggler and what he brings to the table, but 
you know, even I got to say, you know, he, he took the wrestling world by storm. He was over in a hurry and, uh, you know, became a main player uh, pretty quickly. And you, you can't really argue with what Ryback's done uh, in a very short time in uh, the WWE this past few months. No, you can't. He's uh, he's really gained a following. In the beginning, we were all skeptical because it was basically, you know, we were we were reliving the Goldberg era. But when they put him in there with a guy like CM Punk, and now he's got stuff going on with the Shield, and there's more depth to the character because he's had a few losses under his belt, and he's just, I mean, he's got that catchphrase that just is so over with the audience, and you know, he's he's really done well for himself. Somebody who I think that that could have been put on that list, and you know, there's no arguments for me. But this is just my personal opinion. Uh, Daniel Bryan. I mean, Daniel Bryan gained more from that 18 second loss at WrestleMania than anybody else in in, in the WWE in, or in wrestling this year. I mean, he really started a following with this yes chant. Now it's no, and you know his tag partnership with Kane. I mean, he really broke out and made himself a mainstay on WWE television, and you know for years to come. That's just my personal opinion, but I couldn't agree with you more about Ryback at the same time. Yeah, I mean, someone who's, I mean, yeah, Daniel Bryan definitely a candidate, and it's funny that in any other year you'd probably be able to debate different guys, but with what Ryback has done, um, you can't really argue with it. I mean, he clearly is the breakout performer, and you know, he's he's added a little bit of intrigue because you know myself as well as uh, you know probably a lot of old school wrestling fans. Like, I'm I'm curious where he's going to go. You know, I'm really curious where this guy's career is going to go. Is he going to be someone who, you know, comes on the scene quickly and, and burns out quickly? Or is he someone who continues to add depth to that character and, uh, you know, maybe a, a heel turn uh, down the road a piece and we see uh, some longevity out of a Ryback? Uh, I, he's piqued my curiosity, which is good. Uh, from a performer that I, I really want to see uh, where this guy's career is going to unfold, but definitely came on as gangbusters uh, this year and can't argue. Breakout performer of the year, Ryback. And we're going to get right into another award because we have the best unsigned talent of the year. And we had talent on our list such as Anthony Nice and, and Papa Don, Sebastian Cruz. Uh, Tristan Law, Steve Off, and this vote wasn't even close. This vote, uh, the winner of this vote got more votes in this category than anybody else in any other category this year, uh, with a whopping 764 votes. One Mr. Steve Off becomes the greatest unsigned talent in wrestling today and we're lucky tonight that we have actually steve on the line so we're going to go out right now to the phones and we're going to bring steve on board steve are you there yeah i'm here how you doing doing all right so how does it feel to be the best unsigned talent in the business right now man i mean you could say all you want that oh that's just people's opinion but you know what bullcrap that's the truth i you know, not to sound cocky or anything, but I truly believe that. It's taken me 10 years to get to the point I'm at, but I'm at a point where I'm ready to break out, and, you know, whether it be WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, International, someone's going to offer me something in the next calendar year, and the people who don't are probably going to regret it because I'm going to make someone else's TV better and not theirs. So you, you had an opportunity you were part of, at least a little part of uh, 
uh, an ROH show. Uh, what was it like uh, just being there, being in the locker room? What was it like being at ROH? Well, first off, where are my manners? Thank you for even putting me in the running for that uh, that award that you gave me. It means a lot to me. And, you know, the Ring of Honor thing, it's, I believe, my third or fourth seminar that I did for them. It was a two-day camp up in Bristol, Pennsylvania. Up, down, I don't know. I think down in Bristol, Pennsylvania, whatever. But, you know, I I think I really shined in that. And, you know what? It was a really, really tough competition. It was a really tough group to shine in, too. And everybody really brought their A-game and really stood out, and I wouldn't be shocked to see any of the 30 or so people that were there in Ring of Honor or somewhere else making some money. I wouldn't be shocked at all. That's how good of a group it was. And, you know, following that, I did Ring Crew for the New York City pay-per-view. I believe it was uh, Final Battle was the title of it, and got involved in two pull-aparts as a member of security. I mean, not exactly as good as a match on a show, but you know what? Anytime you can get your face on TV or internet pay-per-view is a good day at the office. Steve, uh, I just wanted to ask you, uh, what was highlight for you personally in the year of wrestling for 2012? You know, if there's something maybe you saw on television or something you were involved in, could you tell the listeners and, and ourselves what you thought was the highlight of 2012? Uh, well, as far as TV goes, I really liked the whole CM Punk, Chris Jericho thing. I really liked the Aces and Eights. It's tough to pick just one. But from WWE and TNA respectively, I would say those two. As far as for me, you know, getting fired from the BWO, coming back through a little loophole, kind of backdoor way in. Got myself Which I helped out, by the way. I, I, had, I had taken part in that petition. You, you did. You <laughs> did. You were, you were part of the revolution and still are, and I appreciate that. And now, um, you know, I go from being in a pretty good tag team we kind of unrolled, two sets of championships. Can't complain about that. But, you know, I just kind of lost myself. And then I went, you know, to a place in my own mind I never really wanted to go, you know, the dark side of Hollywood, so to speak, and just, you know, got myself back in the world title picture. And now I'm going to wreak havoc on the wrestling world, and there's nobody that can stop me. Slow me down if you can, but you can't stop me. You actually, explain to our listeners, you were, you were involved in, in an elaborate uh... A uh, kidnapping plot, if you will, of the uh, uh, BWL <laughs> heavyweight champion Tristan Law. Well, I mean that's what people are calling it, but really what it was was an intervention. I'm not going to sit here and poke fun at Tristan Law and call him fat, but his abs used to be more cut than they currently are, and you know as a world champion you don't have the abs. That's what the ladies like, right? So what myself and Bob Arian did was we simply took him and, and locked him in a room with uh, his hands and feet taped together and left them there for two days and voila, abs are back. I don't know if at his next show they'll still be there because he might eat like a pig. I don't know what he does in his spare time, but dude, abs were back. He should thank us. And he did agree to this beforehand verbally, but I guess we really don't have proof of that, do we? (laughs) (laughs) It's on YouTube. You can can watch it. Clearly, uh, myself and Mr. Arian are calm, which proves that... uh, It doesn't prove that we do this all the time or anything, but it proves that it was... uh, just an intervention and not a kidnapping, I promise, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so we look at we look at going forward into two thousand thirteen and uh you know, hoping to continue the relationship and having you on the show. Uh where can we see, let's say, a year from now, December of two thousand and thirteen, uh where do you think we're gonna see Steve off? Uh probably on T V pay per view, internet pay per view. You know, one of those with championship gold around my waist or on my shoulder, depending where I feel like putting it. But in one of the big three, probably as champion, 
that's where you're going to see me in one year's time. Well, looking forward to seeing your run. Uh, again, well-deserved. Congratulations. I mean, and, and we're talking about it. Tristan Law actually came in second place, uh, the best unsigned talent of the year. So, uh, And he had a good showing, but you yeah. just landslide right there with you. Uh, <laughs> where can where can fans see you uh, in the future? Well, January 12th, I'll be a part of the NWA on Fire show in Parsippany, which I'm sure you guys are going to plug the crap out of on <laughs> you know the website and all that. That should be a good time. I'm not sure who I'm wrestling yet. I had a little issue with Mr. Ray Ray Mars last time we were in Maine. I'm hoping management will give me a rematch with him, but I'm not really sure who I'll be wrestling, but I'm not really sure it matters because either way, bring my best effort, and usually I walk away with a win. Sounds good. Thanks a lot for giving us a call, and again, congratulations on being the best unsigned talent. And, uh, you know, everyone out there is listening, be sure to check out The Gun Show, uh, starring the best unsigned talent of the year, Steve Wall. Uh, Have a great New Year, and thanks for giving us a buzz. All right, man. Thank you. Take it easy. You too. Well, there you have it. Steve Alt, best unsigned talent of the year. You know, uh, you know, and I, I think deserve it. Uh, your thoughts, Dave? I do, too. I mean, I, I, I've i seen his work in the ring, and, you know, he just continues to get better and improve, and he's, you know, n- nothing, nothing taken away from any of the other unsigned talent that are on that list, but, you know, maybe it's just a personal thing with me because him and I have become uh, very good friends, but, you know, I've seen the drive and passion that he has for, for, for the wrestling business and how much he really wanted to, to be on a bigger stage, a grander stage, so to speak. And um I think you're I think not only just the talent in the ring that you have, but how you how you carry yourself too and, and as a performer and as an individual is what really helps you, you know, eventually get to that level. And I think Steve's I think I think Steve is, you know, really close. He's on his way up there. Yeah, I mean, you know, we haven't always seen eye to eye, myself and Steve, but um, I agree with you there. I mean, a guy who has a respect for the business, uh, which is what you want to see moving forward. And, he, and he's a guy, you know, he's done a lot, but he's, like he said, he did a pull apart, uh, you know, doing security. He's got the right mindset. Like, he's just, you know, get me somewhere. You know, he, there's not an ego there that's, you know, well, doing security is beneath me. You know what? If it gets him in an ROH ring, he does it. Um, and I think that really works well for him. He's a talented guy. He can talk. He can go in the ring, and, uh, you know, he's smart enough to know, hey, I'm just going to take my opportunities, and when I can prove myself, I'm going to prove myself. And, uh, you know, he's had some opportunities with TNA Gut Check as well. So, you know, honestly, it's been great uh, meeting him and, and talking, but, uh, you know, he said it, but and I don't know about you, Dave, but I would not be shocked if on at some point in 2013 we see Steve off on TV. Oh, absolutely! I, I personally think we'll see Steve. Yeah, I'm just going. I'm going to. I'm going to make a bold prediction here, but I think we'll see Steve in uh, in Ring of Honor um, at some point in 2013. I would not be surprised, and I'll go ahead and make another bold prediction. Ring of Honor is going to be running a show at the Hammerstein Ballroom, I believe, in New York City, WrestleMania weekend. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I know they're running a show in that area. Like I said, I want to say the Hammerstein Ballroom. I predict Steve will make his debut in Ring of Honor during WrestleMania weekend. Well, I, I could see that's a, that's a good prediction. I don't know if it's bold, because I, I, honestly, I could totally see it happening. I mean, I, I think the sky's the limit right now for Steve Ball. So, again, congratulations on being the best unsigned talent. I can't talk tonight. Unsigned talent in the business for 2012. 
And let's go right back out to the phones. Caller, are you there? Yeah, how are you? Doing all right. How are you? Good. Is this Ken? This is Ken. Who is this? Oh, this is Mike. Just I say just again? want to talk about, uh, my name is Mike. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I want to talk about the best wrestler in the world. And I'm not talking about CM Punk. I'm talking about Steve Off. All right, go ahead. Steve is an amazing worker. I have had the pleasure of being in the the audience, seeing him at the BWO shows. And let me, let me tell you, this guy every month gets better and better. And I definitely foresee him having a WWE run in at least the next year, possibly, you know, by 2014. I could definitely see a Zack Ryder versus, uh, versus Steve Off match, WrestleMania 2014. But uh, I also want to give a shout-out to the best uh, professional wrestling manager in the business, Bob Arian, more gold than Fort Knox, Bobby America. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call, Mike. Well, we got another, uh, take it easy, man. Thanks a lot. Too. Well, there you go. Like people are, are all aboard. Uh, yeah, you know, and it's funny because when you have a, a good combo, I mean, they do the gun show. Uh, Bob Arian de- definitely he he pulls off that managerial role uh, pretty well. You know, he's he's in good shape, so he's got kind of an imposing uh, presence about him. He can talk as well. Uh, definitely a good combo. And to be honest, I mean, he brings up a good point. I mean, he gives uh, Bob Arian a shout out. You know, it would not be a bad idea for one of these promotions to bring them both in. Uh, definitely an interesting combination. Definitely would make for very entertaining TV. Uh, so we have a shout-out for both Steve Wolf and one Bob Arian. And why don't we go? We have Dank on the line. Let's go back out to the phones. Dank, are you there? I'm here, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing good. I hope you guys had a good Christmas. We did. How was yours? It was good. It was good. No complaints on this part. So, you know, we all survived the big apocalypse, and uh, <laughs> we all survived another Christmas season. Yeah, the, the apocalypse was kind of touch and go there for a little bit, but we made it through. I know. A little shaky. <laughs> so what do you got for us this week? Uh, no, I don't know um, if you guys already touched base, but I see that you have... Um, you had uh, what was like the best part of the show? What uh, what part of the show was the best of the year? And um, I want to have to email mine in because, uh, believe it or not, the one that I thought had like the most dynamic to it, the, the one that stood out the most, actually was on a very somber note, and it was the show that you hosted right after the tragedy in Newtown. It had a lot of reminiscent of that, is it okay to, uh, like, how do we move on? How how do we, how does life go on without making us, without us feeling guilty that we're moving on? You know, and, and you did it very, in a very classic way, I must say. Almost in this, like, almost when Saturday Night Live came on after 9-11 to where it was, is it okay for us to move on? Is it okay for us to laugh after this tragedy? Is it okay for us to be distracted even for a couple of hours from the reality just to be entertained? 
and the both of you, you know, just had so much class in it, which to me as a listener, week in and week out, you know, I'm, I hear, you know, I listen, you know, I call, and it's, you know, it's wrestling, 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 but it's like, this is reality, and this is, in the way that you went about it, the way it was produced, for me, that, the entire show right there was the show of the year. Well, thanks. Um, that means a lot, to be honest. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll say my piece. I'll let Dave talk. Uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm sitting here getting a little emotional. Um, I'm hey, sorry. I didn't mean but, to no, it's okay. I'll be honest. I mean, it means a lot to me. I mean, that was... I mean, that was one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do. Um, and, you know, the thought crossed my mind, like, should I just, you know, cancel the show? And then, you know, it's just, no, I'm not going to cancel the show, but I, I have to do this, um, and I have to do it right. And I didn't know, honestly, I, I mean, nobody knows if they do it right. Uh, and it, it means a lot that you're acknowledging that, um, at least for you, we we kind of we we did it we did an okay job because um, it it was one of the more difficult things for me to do to sit here and kind of intro the show and talk about that and then say all right let's let's talk wrestling and uh, so I thank you for the compliment it, it means a lot to me and and your thoughts Dave. Yeah, I know. I, <clears throat> excuse me. No, thank you very much, Dank, for you know the, the the kind words. You know, when I, you know, going into that situation, it was you know, I mean, it, it was it was talked about so much that it had to be addressed. Um, you know, depending on you know how how well we addressed it or you know how we were going to address it, it had to be it had to be touched upon. Um, and you know, I I don't normally give myself a pat on the back. Um, you know, I'm, I'm normally the, the the person giving the kudos out to everyone else, but you know, I think I, my, I along with myself and Ken, you know, we we handled it pretty well. And you know, my job at the end of the day was to you know put out two hours of solid entertainment and talk about professional wrestling, and that was my goal, regardless, even if the apocalypse, even if the apocalypse came. So I wanted to make sure that you know. Not 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 to like you know sweep it under the rug, but we address it. We 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 say our piece about it, and you know we have these people's thoughts and you know our thoughts and prayers are with these people. But at the same time, to other people who are you know not as closely affected, but that listen to the show that you know aren't feeling too well about this this situation or disturbed, I wanted to make sure that you know I could you know give them a distraction for two hours and you know i'm glad that i did that for you and 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 hopefully for other people too and you know uh, god forbid that nothing like this ever happened again but if we ever get put in a situation i know that we're going to you know walk in there and you know basically you know it's just another day at the office we'll get it done and we'll we'll, we'll entertain and we'll make people happy for for, for two hours at, at the least so you know i appreciate the kind words hey no problem and uh I appreciate you guys being there week in and week out and entertaining us and the wrestling uh the wrestling fans out there that take the time to listen to you guys. You guys do an awesome job and here's to my being a fan for almost a year and to many more years for you guys to be on the air. Thanks a lot, Dank. Appreciate the call as always and, and have a happy, happy new year this year. You guys have one too. I'll talk to you guys next year. Take care, bye. Bye.
That was nice and dank. That was that was a tough show uh, to get through, and it was a uh, yeah, man. I mean, you never you never want to be put in that position, and it's it's just it's weird. It's weird to have to like transition, like all right, let's talk about this, and then get into wrestle talk. But I agree with you, Dave. I, I hope you know for people who are you know people who are depressed just because they they heard about it, or and people who new people and uh, you know maybe maybe we gave people two hours to uh kind of get their mind off it and talk about this frivolous wonderful world of professional wrestling but uh thanks a lot dank and uh let's let's try again to segue into wrestling talk uh again give us a call three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call uh you can check out our facebook.com slash the ken reedy show we want to hear from you. What was your favorite moment of the year this year on the show? And go to the website right now, com. Right now, John Cena leading all vote getters for Wrestler of the Year. We're going to close that ballot down at the end of the show and close out our final show of 2012 with giving the award for Wrestler of the Year. But now, why don't we get into a... A little bit. Uh, I was thinking, you know, since we're going, we're talking, you know, recapping, and we're going all this stuff about 2012 and stuff that happened this year. One of the things I thought about was let's give a few predictions that we think uh, going forward. What is 2013 uh, going to look like? So uh, in our pre-show meetings, Dave and I talked, and we thought that we would each come up with five bold predictions uh, for the upcoming year. And, and Dave, what do you think we're going to see uh, in 2013? All right. Well, <clears throat> one prediction that you know, a lot of people put, you know, predictions on, on the Internet. I've read some stuff, and, uh, you know, there's there's five, you know, everyone's got their opinion, and some are, you know, valid and some aren't, you know, just in my opinion. But obviously one of the big ones that everyone's talked about is that Dolph Ziggler will be a world champion in 2013. Well, no shit, he's got the money to bank briefcase. <laughs> so, I mean, thanks for all of you being smarter than everyone else. But um, <laughs> I'm going to go, well, here's a, here's a few. Number one, I think John Cena will eventually slow down and not have as big of a run and not be on television as much and maybe not even pay-per-views. Um, I think he's going to slow down and, and work a reduced schedule. Um Due to, in part, my second prediction. My second prediction, I think Ryback is going to win the Royal Rumble, then go on to WrestleMania and defeat whoever the World Heavyweight Champion is. And from WrestleMania going towards the end of the year, they are going to build Ryback as the new face of the WWE. Now, I'm not saying they're going to phase out John Cena, but they need to build towards the future. I had said weeks ago that John Cena is, you know, 36 years old. He's banged up. He's been doing that schedule for seven, eight years now, he's, he, you know, it's time for him to wind it down. I think, I think 2013 is going to be that year. Um, another prediction of mine that I, uh, that, that I think is going to take place in 2013, something that just popped up in my head just a few minutes ago, I think, and I don't watch a whole lot of this, but, you know, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor we've seen in the past few years Ring of Honor talent get picked up by the WWE. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins. I think we're going to see more of that. And I think we're going to see either Kevin Steen or the prodigy Mike Bennett 
make a move to the WWE at some point in 2013. I think my fourth prediction is I think one Dave Batista will return to the WWE at some point, and he will have I won't say he's going to do a full-on run and have a, a full-time schedule, but I think we'll see Dave Batista in some big high-profile matches. And at some point in 2013, Dave Batista will be a part of WWE television in, in a major way. My fifth and final prediction, and I know this has been pretty WWE heavy. Um, I mean, screw it. I'll go with six predictions. I think <laughs> here's one. <laughs> screw it. Here's here's one. My fifth prediction. My fifth prediction. I think we'll see TNA continue to improve, and I think with the with them reducing pay per views, it's going to help their storylines build better, stronger. You're gonna there's going to be more anticipation to see big matches. I think they're going to have the opportunity to let some of these storylines simmer like old school for a few months because they're taking out some pay per views and giving more times for them the, 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 the stories to develop. And my sixth and final prediction, because, yes, I just went off the rails here, I think in 2013, at some point, we are going to see the beginning stages of a build heading towards WrestleMania 30 with a match between CM Punk and Steve Austin. Steve Austin has said it, he's gone back and forth in interviews. I'll do it if the money's right. I would, I would get in there with CM Punk if, you know, the storyline, all the stars were aligned and it was proper. I don't think I want to do it anymore. My knees are banged up. My neck hurts. He's back and forth. He's playing a game with the Internet, with the audience. He wants you to – he doesn't – he wants to give you an unpredictable answer to keep everyone guessing. Steve Austin is a smart businessman. If Vince McMahon threw him a lot of money, just like he's been throwing a lot of money to the Rock to compete in the, in the past few years, Steve Austin will come back and do it, and I think CM Punk would be the guy. And I think that match, if it were to happen with CM Punk and Steve Austin, then that would put CM Punk over the top in terms of being a mainstream wrestling star and being basically cemented on the list. He's not going anywhere after that point. So those are my top six predictions going into 2013. Impressive. Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to start off with going along the lines of, of what you said in a lesser workload, uh, kind of along the same lines, but I am predicting that 2013 John Cena will win the WWE title at some point, but that will be his final run as the WWE champion. Predicting this will be the last year you see John Cena wearing the WWE championship. Uh, as far as first go, I believe we were going to see Bully Ray. Breakthrough and finally win the TNA Heavyweight Championship. He is. We we've talked a lot on the show about how much we like Bully Ray. I uh, think it's his time to break through. So I am predicting that in 2013 we will see Bully Ray strap on the TNA Heavyweight Championship. And a lot of this is is about the gold and Brad Maddox, who continues to grow on me. And I got to admit, uh, when I was watching SmackDown. I was cracking up when Brad Maddox was talking to Booker T, and he just looked and went, can you dig that, sucker? I, I thought it was hilarious. Um, I, I, this thing might get old with, with wrestling for, for a contract. At some point, he's got to break through. But my prediction for 2013, as Brad Maddox continues to grow on me, um, Brad Maddox will be wearing some sort of WWE gold contract. 
in the upcoming year, 2013. And this next prediction, you know what, I'm going to go 6-2. Just since we're going off the rails, I'll go 6-2. This, this prediction, this next one might be the prediction that uh, is, is probably the safest bet of actually happening. But in 2013, I firmly believe, and I'm predicting, I'll, I'll bet the farm on it, that 2011 WWE Hall of Famer Sonny will be arrested again. <laughs> now, he may not be arrested like five times in a week again. I mean, that's a record that's going to be hard to break. Uh, I believe she, she will see the inside of a squared cell uh, at some point again in 2013. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> we just went there. <laughs> there are my five predictions. And if I'm going to throw in a bonus sixth, I predict that the Ken Reedy show is just going to get bigger and better as 2013 rolls along. And sky's the limit. And you guys keep supporting us. So thank you so much. But I I think we're just, you know, this, we're just scratching the surface right now. So the show is on to bigger and better things in 2013. And that will be my sixth prediction um, and, you know, we're going to go back out to the phones at this time. So we're, I actually have a, a, a phone call from uh, Florida. So uh, it's awesome, like, doing this show, the Internet. And we've had we had a call from the U.K. at one point. Uh, we've had calls from Florida and Texas and all over the place. So it's, it's kind of neat. But we, we have a call from Florida. So I'm going to go to the phones right now. And, uh, call, are you there? Hey, brother. How the hell are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm Hulk Hogan. Really? Um, okay. Uh, didn't expect uh, Hulk Hogan to call in. Um, how are things going in Florida, Hulk? Oh my God. You okay, Hulkster? Sure, that'll really work. Huh. Yeah, it's weird, Dave. It, it it sounds like Hulk Hogan, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's long pauses in between his answers, but a little uh, slow on the upkeep. But you know, I mean, Hogan's, you know, he's maybe it's, it's just he's getting up. Uh, let's just keep going with it. I mean, what the hell, you know? Um, if, so, Ulster, uh, <laughs> how how um how is your holiday season? Sylvester Stallone wants you to appear in his next Rocky movie. How soon can you start? $14,000. What do you think? $14,000. You know, I, I would take $14,000 to uh, to be in a, a Stallone movie. Uh... <laughs> I'm not wow. I want you to come up north next week. You're, you're coming up north next week, Hulkster? Let's meet at the Red Onion at 7 o'clock. You know, Listen, I, I'm serious. I want to take you out. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds like a plan. I, we're going to meet at the Red Onion. Uh, um, You're a tough guy. Well, I, I don't know if I'm a tough guy. I mean, I, you know, I, I work out a little bit, but, uh, you know. I'm, You'll never work this company again. Vince doesn't have any more plans for you. 
Vince doesn't have. Well, I don't. I don't know if Vince doesn't have any plans for me. Does Vince have any plans for you, Hulkster? Are you there, Hulk? All right, I think we may have lost uh, the call. But, uh, hey, who knows? Uh, that was weird, Dave. It, it kind of sounded like Hulk Hogan, didn't it? Yeah, kind of. Like I said, there was some, you know, some, some long pauses. I mean, I mean that would be pretty cool if Hulk Hogan called into our show. I mean, I'd lose my mind. I kind of did a little bit, you know, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, call in next week, Hulk. How about that? Call in next week, Thunderlips, if uh, you know, if it, if you are the real Hulk Hogan, and we could have a real interview. Um, well, obviously, uh, you know, if Hulk Hogan, if you're out there and that was you, you, you have a standing invite anytime you want to give the, the show a phone call. By all means, Hulk Hogan is always welcome to call this show. So, was Hulkster? That was awesome. Uh, Cool, you know, and that's how things go on this show. You never, ever know who might be calling in at a given time. So uh, that's what we try and do, you know, try and keep things uh, kind of unpredictable, kind of out there. So, uh, you know, keep you all guessing. So uh, that's it. <laughs> Segway now. You have tuned into the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. Give us a call, 347 838 is the number to call. This is our special year-end spectacular, giving you our thoughts on, on the year 2012, the year in review. And you got to go right now, right now. Do not stop. Do not do not go to the fridge and get a snack. It's right now. Go to thekenreadyshow.com. Get your votes in because Wrestler of the Year is up there right now, and it's only going to be up on the website for the duration of this program. So if you want to get your votes in, you want to make your voice heard, get on there right now. We'll award Wrestler of the Year at the end of the show. So go to thekenreedyshow.com and vote right now. John Cena is still leading the votes. So if you don't like it, it's too bad if you're not getting out there and vote. So vote now. Get on there. Vote Wrestler of the Year, we'll answer that, we'll reveal that at the end of the program. Crazy show we got going on tonight, and you know what, why don't we get to another award for the year in our special year-end uh, broadcast. Uh, why don't we go to, what do you think, event of the year? Sound good? Yeah, I'm down with that. All right, we'll go with event of the year, and for the year. 2012, in the world of pro wrestling, the event of the year goes to Bound for Glory. TNA's Bound for Glory wins event of the year, followed by WrestleMania with 32%. Interesting, House of Hardcore. House of Hardcore, you know, not necessarily a household name, um, not on TV, gets 27% of the vote. And interestingly enough, Extreme Rules, Raw 1000, Destination X, all get zero. Zilch, nada. Surprise about for Glory 1, event of the year, Dave. Um, not really, but yeah, I mean, 
it was a good show. It was solid. Um, I mean, the only matches that really delivered for me on that show were, you know, obviously James Storm and Bobby Roode and uh, the uh, the Jeff Hardy Austin Aries matches. Um, I mean, it was a solid show. It had like a it had a bigger feel to it than most TNA programs are more because it was out of the impact zone. Um, I would have gone with WrestleMania just being a little biased because I was there, and then just overall total package. It was a great show to be a part of, and just the the entire experience of it, you know, being in a huge stadium and, you know, things of that nature. But, you know, Bound for Glory, you know, would have been my second choice. It was I thought it was a really solid show, and it, and it showed, you know, wrestling fans, TNA fans, that there's hope for TNA to, to keep improving when they got guys like Austin Aries and Jeff Hardy and, you know, James Storm and Bobby Roode and Bully Ray and, you know, all those guys leading the charge to, you know, preserve the future of the wrestling industry and hopefully provide an alternative um, to, to the WWE. So, Yeah, I agree. You know, it's it's weird. It's so hard when you're when you're evaluating wrestling to to pull yourself out when you're there live as opposed to watching it on TV. It's such a different feel. I mean, you know, and you and I both know, we've been fortunate enough, I mean, we've gone to a number of WrestleManias. And event aside, you know, I mean, the WrestleManias I, I've gone to, I, I would probably say the weakest one I went to as far as the event goes, was probably Atlanta. But would I trade it in for anything? No. Because the WWE does such a good job at, at the pomp and circumstance of, of the weekend and of just being a wrestling fan that it's – you just you, unless you're just hell-bent on having a, a, a shitty time, you're going to have a great time at WrestleMania weekend. So it's really hard to pull yourself out and try and be objective. Um, I was also fortunate enough to go to House of Hardcore uh, live. Um, that was a tremendous event. That was, that event was amazing. Um, just some of the stuff, some of the matches. Uh, it just it was a phenomenal event. It was one of those things that you. You know, when you're a wrestling fan for a long period of time, it was one of those things, and I think Mike Johnson said it, so I, I'm stealing from him, but, you know, it made you remember what it's like to be a wrestling fan. It just, it, it was just a great, great wrestling event. Um, you know, it, it's weird. Like, I mean, I'm okay with Bound for Glory. I thought it was very good, especially for TNA. Um, I thought Rude and, and Storm were great at uh, Bound for Glory. Um, no, I thought it was a very good pay-per-view. Uh, I it, it's tough for me trying to evaluate TV versus being there live, and that's what makes it difficult when you're evaluating a wrestling show. Um, you know, I may even lean towards a House of Hardcore because it was just such a, you know, it, it was just one of those things you just really felt like you were at something special. Um, all the matches were amazing, and some of the athleticism uh, that I saw in those matches were, you know, unlike anything uh, you see nowadays um but again saying that it's hard for me to say well definitely not wrestlemania because it was miami uh we did the show down there uh we had a killer bus ride uh you know it was a great event we had hurricane helms on the show uh Rebby sky called in the show that weekend um it was it was just you know a lot of fun 
just everything else. So it's it's really difficult kind of pulling yourself out and saying, all right, I'm going to try and be objective. Um, but all that being said, I don't think it's a travesty that we're giving the award to Bound for Glory. I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, what may not have been my first choice, but it's good. I'm okay. The Bound for Glory this year, 2012, Bound for Glory is the best event of the year. And we purposely did that. We wanted to do an event over uh, just saying pay-per-view. Um, I was surprised, Dave, that Extreme Rules didn't get any votes. Yeah, I, I was too, considering, like, you know, we, we mentioned earlier, you know, a, a, a surprise about the Jericho Punk, you know, storyline not getting any votes. But the blow-off to that was that incredible street fight that they had, which, by the way, I'm almost kind of bet the farm on it that someone in WWE was listening to our show that night when I had mentioned that it would be cool if Jericho and Punk came out and actually wore street clothes like an old school Chicago street fight and then they just showed up in jeans and t-shirt and taped their fists up so I know that you people out there in Stanford are listening and are stealing our ideas but anyhow enough of that rant um, <laughs> I, 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 I was surprised at the events in between that and then the, the Brock Lesnar John Cena match which was just a brutal just bad ass fight that these two had and you know it, it was uh, those two matches made the whole, I mean, Randy Orton Kane was a good match. I remember on that show, there was a couple of throwaways, but you know, for the most part, like you saw something extreme that night with, you know, I mean, blood. We've talked about it before. It's PG. There's no blood. Well, Jonathan was bleeding and so was Brock Lesnar and they were bleeding pretty good. And I didn't see anybody run out there to try and cover him up with a towel in the middle of the match. So you could tell how extreme that was. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was surprised that that didn't get any votes either because I, I, I remember specifically Dave LaGreca from Busted Open on SiriusXM posted it on his own Facebook page and put it, showed a picture of Punk giving an elbow drop to Jericho from the top rope to the announcer's table and said, pay-per-view of the year. Um, and it was still a damn good show. I mean, it doesn't. It also helped, too, that they were in Chicago, and Chicago's known for having a pretty wild audience. So... Um, I was surprised that nobody from from our audience even put one vote in. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I thought it would garner some votes. Uh, definitely a um, a pay per view that kind of grabbed me, uh, you know. And and again, like stuff that kind of surprised me, which is you know you watch this stuff for long enough, you know, there's not a lot of things that surprise you. We're gonna go back out to the phones. We got another caller out there. Caller, are you there? Hello. 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 What do you got for us? Want to talk wrestling? Hi, Ken Reedy. Yes. Hi, I'm just calling in to give my opinion on the best live event on the Ken Reedy show. All right, cool. What's your name? Uh, my name's CJ. I'd like to let you know they're not on the ballot. However, I was rolling, almost pissed my pants. When the gun show, uh, when uh, they called in live, Bob Arian, Steve Off, El Rotundo, Genioso, <laughs> number one. Uh, my two sons were watching, and uh, they thought it was hilarious. I have to say, we met Steve Off and Bob Arian at a BWO show, and they told the kids to, to listen to your show, which they did, and now they're addicted. They watch your show every week, and they certainly look forward to the BWO shows once a month, uh, 
to see uh, Bob Arian and Steve Off do their thing in the ring. So I uh, just have to thank you for making my kids laugh. Well, thank you. I, I thank you so much for listening. And uh, so they, they got a kick out of the uh, the whole gun show cast giving us a call. Oh, absolutely. And they listen to them on uh, YouTube, and they listen to you every week. So uh, you're keeping them busy and, and laughing, and it's all good in the hood. So I, I just wanted to thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, if they ever want to, tell them to give us a call. We'll talk some wrestling. Uh, you have a great New Year, right? Okay. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thank you. Bye. Well, that was nice. CJ, a new caller. We're we're keeping kids occupied. I never thought I'd do that, but we're we're keeping the kids safe and happy, sitting in front of their computer, just, just listening to, to good wrestling talk. So, uh, CJ's Kids, hey, giving you a shout-out. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you feel like giving us a call, talk wrestling, uh, 347-838-9815 is the number to call. But uh, look at that, the gun show. Getting some love as far as a moment of the year. That was a... Uh, you know, that's the thing with this show, and that's one of the things I love about doing this show. You, you really don't know what direction it's going to go in. I mean, some shows, like each and every week, Dave and I, we, we talk, we figure out where we want to go. We, we actually do. I know sometimes you, you, might, you might not believe me, but we do. We come up with an outline. Every week we come up with an outline. Some shows, we actually get to do the outline. More often than not, we throw the outline out. Because we get some kooky callers, and we just wind up going in whatever direction the show winds up going in. And that's what I love about doing the show. It really is, it takes a life on, you know, of its own. It, it's just, it's a, it's this living, breathing entity that Dave and I and you guys, the callers and everyone are all part of it. And you wind up forming this thing that becomes the Ken Reedy Show each and every week. And so thank you for uh, giving us a call. I just love doing it every week. Uh, your thoughts, Dave? That 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 was probably one of the coolest phone calls we've ever gotten. I, I've I've spoken in the past about you know some pretty memorable stuff that has taken place on this show. Like you know you mentioned a caller from England, you know that who was on our bus on the way to WrestleMania in Miami. But that that's very nice that you know that that you know that CJ's two you know two kids can you know sit there and listen and you know. Be, be enjoyed. You know, I want I want everyone to know that that listens to our show of all ages. That you know, I hope that you're you know thoroughly entertained and you enjoy hearing our informative talk about wrestling. And we want you all part of the conversation. But for two children to 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 to, to sit idly by a computer every Sunday to listen to us when they you know could be doing their homework or you know playing outside making snowmen because it's pretty you know snowing outside right now. I mean, it's just pretty cool that they that, that they listen to us and they, and they get a kick out of it. You know, it's very humbling to hear that, especially with kids. You know, that, 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 I really mean it. That that means a lot that, that that phone call just came through. So, CJ, if you're listening out there, if your children are listening, thank you very much. That, that was awesome. Yeah, it was kind of cool. You know, and like you said, two kids, you know what? Like, it's great that you're supporting us. And uh, if you can't, hopefully you're still listening. Um, shoot me a message on, on Facebook. Uh, just just find my page on Facebook, shoot me a message, and, and we'll get to, uh, you know, send me your uh, address, and uh, I'll send out to uh, Ken Reedy Show t-shirts uh, for your two kids. I mean, thanks for the support. So the least I can do is send you out two t-shirts for being loyal listeners. So hopefully you're still listening. Uh, send me a message, and I'll send you out two t-shirts. Thanks a lot. Hey, it was. That was a really cool uh, phone call. I mean, that's the thing that, I, to me, is amazing about the Internet. Like, you never know who's – 
out there listening and then, you know, who you might be striking a chord with. And it's just, it's neat. It, it's just a fun thing. I I like this internet thing. Thank you, Al Gore. Thank you. <laughs> Let's get back to the awards for the year. Because we, we are getting close, you know, to the end. And, and we have actually two big awards left right now, as I've said a few times. But get on over the votes. It, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. CM Punk has moved into second place on the Wrestler of the Year poll. Going over to thekenreedyshow.com. That's thekenreedyshow.com to get your votes in for Wrestler of the Year. We're going to announce the winner of that at at the end of the show, you know. And if you're really passionate about it, go on, get your votes in. You know, and you can get your votes, like you're only allowed to vote once a day. But if you have like a computer and a smartphone, you can vote from each of those. So get your votes in. Make sure your voice is heard. So Sam Punk is tightening things up, moves into second place on the balloting. KenReedyShow.com. But right now, this is a big one. This is one of the big awards. Because what do we like as wrestling fans? What are we all about? We're all about the matches. We're all about watching wrestling matches. And let's face it, I bet each and every one of us who has has become a wrestling fan who follows wrestling who loves this thing we call professional wrestling has a match somewhere in their past that grabbed them and brought them in as a wrestling fan and and most wrestling fans probably if you ask them like what was the match that grabbed you bam they just know it what was the what was the match what was the and it's all about the wrestling matches that's what what gets us going dave what was the match that grabbed you as a kid um, I mean, there were so many, but, like, one that really stood out for me that, like, pulled me into wrestling, um, was probably, it was probably Hogan, I mean, I, I want to say, you know, Hogan and, uh, and King Kong Bundy was probably the first match that really, like, pulled me in and, and, and became a fan. I mean, you know, um, just the image of Hogan you know, making King Kong Bundy bleed and fighting for his life in that big blue steel cage. I mean, that was probably the that's probably the first match that I can honestly say that like really pulled me in. But you know, as, as a overall, it was Hulk Hogan itself that 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 pulled me in. I didn't, you know what? I didn't know who Hulk Hogan was until one of my relatives bought me one of those rubber LJN Hulk Hogan wrestling action figures, dolls, whatever you want to call them. And I never watched wrestling before that. And then when I saw this toy that she gave me, um, I turned on the TV and Hulk Hogan was there. And then boom, that was the, <laughs> that's the end of the story. Uh, I'm here today. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that that's really about it for me. See, it's funny because as much as, you know, tried and true Hogan Mark right here, I mean, you know, admittedly so, but uh, the match that, that made me a wrestling fan was, and it wasn't the cage match, but it was uh, Snooka Morocco. And I remember watching it, it was uh, uh, my first sleepover party. Uh, it was in elementary school, it was Bobby Moran's sleepover party, I think I was in like third grade, and uh, he watched wrestling, I did not, I didn't even know what this thing was called professional wrestling, and as soon as I watched the match, I, I was hooked. Uh, and I've been a fan basically ever since. I, just remember, I wish I wish I could find the match because I, I when I talk about it, there was a, a moment in the match where the ref gets knocked out. You know, there's a ref bump, and whoever was commentating the match said it was a fight to the death. 
And as a kid, I, I thought it was real. I'm like, they're going to kill each other. And Snooka was all bloody and everything. And I was just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And the, the locker room emptied and had to separate the two of them. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And, and I was just hooked from that point on. So uh, that's the match that, that got me uh, into wrestling. And, you know, so many other matches that I've enjoyed over the years. But 2012, we're going to go, we're going to give it to right now, the match of the year. And it goes to... Rude versus Storm at Bound for Glory. So Bound for Glory, a strong pay-per-view. In the eyes of the TKRS Nation, uh, Bound for Glory wins Event of the Year, and Rude versus Storm at Bound for Glory wins Match of the Year. Uh, again, HOH, a strong showing. London and Kendrick versus the Young Bucks, uh, 10%, was good enough for third place. Cena Lesnar came in. At second place with 23%, Triple H versus Taker at WrestleMania, 3%, Aries versus Samoa Joe, 2%, Punk versus Jericho, that Street Fight was 2%. And again, another surprise as far as matches that get um, shut out, Cena versus Rock. No votes. Surprising. Well, I, I'm surprised. You're surprised, Dave? I am very surprised because I, you know, earlier in the show I mentioned, you know, how I thought Rock and Cena was storyline of the year. And I mentioned that the payoff was great at WrestleMania. You know, the, the match lived up to the hype between the two of them. Um, and, it, and it brought, you know, questions on to whether they're going to face each other again, which looks like might be the case heading into WrestleMania in April. Um, but I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised because, uh, you know, there are other matches. I mean, this year, there were so many good matches, you know, on pay-per-view and on television and other events that, you know, it's hard to pick one. I don't have a problem with Rude and Bobby Storm because I thought it was an excellent match. I thought it ended their, their rivalry very well, um, considering the, the year-long culmination they've had um, in, in storylines. Um, of course, being biased, you know, I, I, I would have rather have gone with Roxena or you know, Triple H and The Undertaker. I mean, Triple H and The Undertaker obviously stole that show at WrestleMania. Um, you know, I hate to be biased and keep bringing up that point, but, you know, if, if that's how I feel, that's how I feel. Um, I mean, just the, just the electricity in that in that stadium for that match, you know, regardless of if it was Hell in a Cell or not, I knew it was going to be a damn good match. I mean, the added element was Shawn Michaels, and, of course, there's that one moment that, you know, will live on in my mind forever is the, the the moment when Sean super kicked the Undertaker and he falls back into Triple H's pedigree and then Sean goes to make the count and Undertaker kicks out and the whole stadium just erupts and I could feel the seats shaking and it was like I remember during that moment I'm looking at the screen I'm looking in the ring and I looked around everybody else I was like I don't want this to end this is so good I don't want this to end I'm like please don't let this end it was just so awesome and to me that 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 that's what makes that's what helps make a match too is audience participation as well as the performers. Yeah, that's just it. I mean, and the, the the drama involved, and it was interesting because, you know, honestly speaking, you know, beforehand I was not crazy about um, Shawn Michaels being a part of it, uh, but at the same time, and I don't think he necessarily needed to be, but I do agree with you that moment of the super kick into the pedigree was amazing. And 
the one the one gripe that I had with this match going in was that I didn't think there was a lot of suspense because I, I there was no way to me that Taker was going to lose this match. However, that moment for for a split second made me think when the super kick went down and he landed and tri- and Triple H was going to get the pedigree. I actually thought, oh my God, he's actually the streak is going to end right here. Um, you know, and it's. You know, the past few years, like, it's not often that you get that moment that you really think the streak is going to end. Uh, so I, I thought it was a good match. And, again, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have argued with anyone if that match won. It, again, it's so weird when you start to look at things and you look at, you know, matches and whether you're there live and, and what your thoughts are on, you know, live versus TV and, and, and the drama and the storyline and everything involved. You know, for me, just match-wise, athletically speaking, no no storyline, no drama, just pure athletics. You know, again, I was lucky enough to be at HOH. London Kendrick versus the Young Bucks, to me, was just... That was, what, that was borderline like a... a and I'm not exaggerating. That was like a, a Macho Man steamboat kind of vibe. Um, but there wasn't a lot of storyline. So it wasn't drama, but the athleticism was just off the hook. Uh, amazing. Um, but to be honest, if in, in this person's opinion, if I was going to say really match of the year, and I'm trying to pull myself out and be as unbiased as I can, when I think back to Extreme Rules... And again, as you get to be an older, surly, bitter wrestling fan, you know you don't, uh, you know, you don't get excited as often as you did when you were younger. You don't, uh, you're not shocked as often as you you are, you know, when you're younger. Um, and maybe a lot has to do with it being the PG era. But I remember after Extreme Rules calling you, Dave, like immediately grabbing the phone. And and myself and my my girlfriend slash producer of the Ken Reedy show, uh, we rewound the match and watched it at least twice more uh, on the DVR. Uh, Cena Lesnar was something that really just for this wrestling fan kind of like blew me away. And it wasn't you know maybe it didn't have the same drama and storyline as a Triple H and Taker or as a Rude and Storm. It didn't have the athleticism of a London and Kendrick versus the Young Bucks. You know, and I, I get all that, but there was something about that match that just, it was violent, number one. It was violent. Um, and like you said before, they did have blood. And for all the criticism we've thrown his way over the, the run of this show, Michael Cole was on point that night. Michael Cole called the match of his life that night. He gave that match... Such drama and gravity that, you know, is lacking in a lot of commentary now. But Cole nailed it that night. Um, you had the hard hitting. Uh, you had this this wild card that, you know, nobody really knows uh, whether it's it's a work or a shoot. But nobody knows what the hell Lesnar's going to do sometimes. Uh, you know, people don't trust that he's going to do what he's supposed to do. Uh, you know, the, the, the blood was obviously not Cena blading. Uh, he took an elbow. And whether that was intentional or not, who knows? But he was opened up from an elbow. Uh, you know, I just remember, like, standing 
watching that match in my living room. And it's rare that a match kind of elicits that response from me, and uh, especially in the, in the PG era. And uh, I, I would probably lean towards uh, Extreme Rules, uh, Cena versus Lesnar uh, being the match of the year. But again, when I look back, and there were a lot of good matches, and I look back at how the storyline developed and the history of Rude and Storm and coming from Beer Money and, and the year-long saga and that real kind of old-school feel to really building a rivalry and a hatred between two wrestlers, two wrestlers, not sports entertainers, but two wrestlers who hate each other. One is a bona fide, over-the-top, popular face, and the other one is just an obnoxious, screwed his friend over, conceited heel, and they used to be brothers, but now they're not. I, I just thought that match had everything that that a wrestling fan would want so you know gun to my head i'd probably go cena lesnar but i i'm okay with rude storm being uh the match of the year this year and and there you have it ken reedy's show 2012 match of the year we're getting close we're getting close we got about 15 minutes left in the show you best be getting over to the website to get your votes in for wrestler of the year that is the only place because I'm seeing people are posting stuff on Facebook. We're only counting votes on the website. So you got to go over to the website. There's also, you can email uh, there if you want an, uh, an other option going out there. But uh, com is where your votes can be heard for the Wrestler of the Year. But now, it's that time... <laughs> The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. And this is that portion of our program where we give something in the world of professional wrestling a nod, something we like, something we just, you know, enjoyed, you know, something. And, you know... I'm curious, am I allowed to give, I want to give my nod of approval to the Minnesota Vikings because they just beat the Green Bay Packers, and that means the 49ers get a bye. I just saw that, yeah, last second field. <laughs> am I allowed to do that? I kid, I kid, no. Who, who else do you have to answer to? Is there another Ken Reedy out there that's like, I mean, what's going on here? Last time I checked, it was your show. <laughs> do I have to change the bylaws? No, it's not the nod of approval. I just, you know... Just checked on that and saw that uh, Minnesota actually won. But let's get back to wrestling. You know, we're all gonna, me and Dave are both going to say our piece. But our nod of approval this week, and we're doing one collectively, it goes out to each of you. And not to get cheesy and schmaltzy about the whole thing, but it does. I got to say that I would never have dreamed uh, the show would would grow the way it has and you know i i'm i know what the show is it is what it is but you know when we started it was hey you know in a month if we get 50 listens that's cool and uh you know to to be looking at the the stats at the end of a month and see over 4000 listens when we're only doing four shows a month um that just blows me away and and it's it's just awesome to uh to know that you guys are out there 
supporting us and 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 getting the the word out and and I mean everybody who has supported us over the course of, of this year uh you know the fans the people who are calling in we have I don't care look I I know we say we're the best in pro wrestling talk and I'm sure that there are other shows that think they're the best in wrestling talk and we can just debate that at some point if you'd like but there is not one show out there that has a kookier wackier, more unique, more interesting call-in group than this show right here. I mean, like I said before, you guys keep this show going. Um, Dave and I are incredibly entertained by what you guys bring to the table. Um, So the support that you guys give us is is tremendous. You know, support from guys like, you know, BWO Champion, Tristan Law, NWA on Fire giving us guests, Fred Rubenstein supporting us, the 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 gun show, all those guys throwing their support our way. Just everything that's happened over the course of this year has just been absolutely amazing. And as we look forward into 2013, we just thought it would be uh, appropriate to give you guys uh, our nod of approval. And, and on another note, Dave, uh, you know, thanks for coming on board and, and joining me. And uh, it's been great each and every week to – to just do this show and, and talk wrestling with you and, and again, interact with our, our fan base. So uh, this week, our nod of approval goes to just the, the TKRS nation. Dave? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't thank everyone enough. It's very humbling, um, you know, to, to, to know that, you know, as months have grown, as months have gone on and our fan base and our listeners have grown, that, you know, there are four, over 4,000 people that listen to us talk wrestling. You know, Ken's got a studio in New York in his home, and I'm in my home on the, on the, on the, on the other line as a co-host, you know. Sometimes when I've done this show, I'll let you in on a little secret. I've, uh, I've been brushing my teeth or I've been making myself something to eat or you heard me earlier with the door open. I went outside to go take the trash out while I was on the show. So, I mean, you get, you get all kinds of crazy things coming from me on the, on the, on this end, but it's just very amazing and humbling, um, that, that all of you listen to us and support us the way you have, um, and I, I can't thank you all enough. It give, you know, Sunday nights are, are are my night to do this. I, I try not to miss this for the world. I work in the restaurant industry during the week, and, you know, there might be times where I might have to work a Sunday. I've, I've, there's been plenty of times where I've either called out sick or have had to, you know, I hope my boss, my boss don't listen to this, so fuck him. But <laughs> <laughs> He don't like wrestling. He thinks it's fake and gay and all of this stuff. I, you know, that's his opinion, not mine. If you want to telephone number, inbox me if you have a problem with it. <laughs> but anyhow, like, I, there's been plenty of times where I've had to, like, cancel, like, going to work because I love doing this. This is what I love to do. I can't, you know, I can't get over the fact that, like, people want to listen to me and you, Ken, just, like, interact and talk about this. And on a more personal note, you know, I, I, I thank you for bringing me on board. Um, you know, not a whole lot of people know this and, you know, I'm not afraid to say this because as the years, as the year has gone on, I've been more comfortable with, with this, but I went through a personal matter, um, a life altering experience, so to speak. Um, and Ken, you just came at the right time. I mean, we've been friends for a few years, but you brought this show and, 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 and grabbed me on board at the right time because I honestly didn't know, um, 
what my future was going to be in my personal life. And having this a part of my life um, is huge. And, and and it's awesome that you that, that you asked me to do this. And I wouldn't do it with anybody else. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, as, as cliche as that may sound. I really mean that. It's it's awesome that I'm a part of this, and I, 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 I'm not going to say that I hope, but I know that this show is only going to get the sky's the limit. It's only going to get bigger and better. And you know, my personal goal, obviously, is to make sure this show does get bigger and better. But another one of mine is, you know, WrestleMania is coming to our backyard in the tri-state area, and uh, you know, I'm going to make it a point that the Ken Reedy show, we're planting our flag. WrestleMania weekend, and we're going to be known, and we're going to only get bigger. And uh, you know, other than that, I I, I'm, I'm, I just love being a part of this. And thank you all, Ken, the audience, everyone. Thank you very much. This has been an awesome ride, and I look forward to 2013 being even bigger. Sounds good to me. The Ken Reedy Show, not approval. Now, and you said it there, Dave, but, uh, you know, we were looking to plant our flag, uh, so to speak, at WrestleMania. Be on the lookout, because we, we're going to plan. Now, maybe on the fly, so have your, your smartphones and everything, but we're going to plan a, a Ken Reedy Show tailgate party uh, at MetLife Stadium, somewhere in the parking lot. Don't know where. Don't know where we're going to wind up, but we're going to try and plan some sort of tailgate party at uh, MetLife Stadium that day. So uh, uh, be on the lookout for that. and We'll probably do it through Facebook. And, uh, you know, we'd love to have as many of the fans uh, come by, hang out, you know, talk some wrestling before we go in and and watch WrestleMania. But, uh we're coming down to it. We got about five minutes left in the show, and you know we're gonna go. I'm gonna go candidate by candidate. Uh, we're gonna go into. We're gonna give the award out. So if you want to get your last votes in, we're gonna do wrestler of the year. Um, we're gonna start from the bottom up, and uh, interestingly enough, uh, Jeff Hardy winds up coming in in the bottom again. A surprise shutout, but no votes for uh, Jeff Hardy. Um, I thought he had a good year and definitely um, impressed with the comeback. Uh, I thought TNA did a good job at rebuilding uh, Jeff Hardy. Maybe not the wrestler of the year, but uh, surprised he got shut out. Dave? Yeah, um, he's he's got a, he's got a wide fan base, but I think it's, I mean, the TNA fan base, you know, seems to have forgiven him. The overall wrestling audience itself, I don't think they have, and I think some of our listeners. Uh, you know, haven't forgiven him for, you know, that, that debacle that took place on pay-per-view uh, a couple of years ago. But I think I think he's going to keep proving everyone wrong over time as, as time goes on. He's been doing a phenomenal job as champion. Um, you know, it's he's not setting the world – he's not setting, the you know, the business on fire in terms of attendance and ratings and merchandise and all other stuff. But he's doing a hell of a job keeping the ship afloat over in, uh, over in TNA land. So uh, I think 2013, you know, we've only scratched the surface in 2012 with Jeff. I think 2013, he's going to be uh, he's going to be a bigger star, and things are going to things are going to be on the rise for Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I think I mean this is as far as like physically to me, this is like the best I've seen Jeff Hardy. I mean, I'm really impressed with what he's doing. So uh, who knows? Maybe a year from now we'll be doing our year-end awards, and it'll be a different story. But uh, 
shut out for Jeff Hardy. Uh, next up, two people tied with 3% of the vote, and ironically enough, two people that have been on this very show. Uh, first class, Vladimir Joseph, CTWE heavyweight champion, 3% of the vote. And Cahagas, the NWA world champion, uh, both, you know, we got some goals coming on this show, uh, both with 3% of the vote. Uh, you know, good to see these two guys getting on board, getting their names out there. Um, two guys, again, you know, it's weird because they both got, you know, more than, than Jeff Hardy. They're, uh, you know, kind of on the bottom end of things. But two guys that I really see as the future of this business, two guys that, you know, come next year, uh, there may be a lot more votes for these two individuals. Yeah, um, Cahagas, he's, you know, just by talking with him, you can tell he's a student of the game and the stuff that he studied and just how he, you know, uh, he's very well-spoken. Um, and, and, you know, first-class Vladimir Joseph, you know, I, I know him personally, and he's just got, a, you know, I mentioned this earlier about Steve, but, you know, the, the same goes for Vlad. He's got this drive and determination to be in this business and, be, and to be the absolute best in this business. There will be, There is no obstacle that will stop him. And that's the attitude that you got to have to be in the wrestling business and, you know, to make it, to make a name for yourself. And he wants to do that. Um, and, you know, I, I think he's going to get there, whether it's next year, whether it's the year after or the year after that. It's just only gonna, things are only going to get better for Vlad. That's, that's just my personal opinion. Totally agree. Interesting enough, next up, again, two people tied with 6% of the vote. Um, interesting here because – these are two guys I wouldn't mind seeing in a match against each other. One from TNA, one from WWE. Austin Aries and Daniel Bryan both tied with 6% of the vote. Uh, two guys that, you know, physically kind of uh, cut from the same cloth. Uh, wouldn't mind seeing these two guys in a match. And I do think that these are two guys that, uh, you know, again, like we keep talking about it, but bright futures for both of them. Both these guys can talk. Both these guys can go in the ring. Uh, you know, again, two more guys that who knows what we're going to be looking at next year, but might be garnering a bigger percentage of the vote going forward. Uh, in third place, in th I'm really having trouble talking tonight. In third place, we have that? Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode with 13% of the vote. Bobby Roode, uh, let's face it, I mean, 2012 was definitely Bobby Roode's uh, coming out party. Your thoughts? He was the longest reigning TNA champ in the, in the company's history. I mean, he you know, he really he really set himself apart from everyone else. Um, you know, last year around this time, you know, he had, was just beginning his you know title run as the TNA World Champion, and he was really he he was really making a name for himself. You know, and and I, I see bigger things to come for him. You know, I see bigger things for a lot of guys to come, but he's really he, he's really cemented himself in the TNA main event picture that he's not going anywhere. And uh, 2012 proved it. Now, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he gets another run with the title at some point in 2013. Wouldn't surprise me at all. And we have – so Bobby Roode, longest-running TNA champ and the current and longest-running WWE champ of the modern era actually comes in at second place with 22% of the vote. Again, you know, he's the present. We, we talked a lot of these guys about their future. Uh, CM Punk is the now. He is the star. He is a household name. And that brings us to the top spot, the 
Ken Reedy Show Wrestler of the Year goes to John Cena. And I know a lot of people are throwing their computers across the room right now, but you know what? <laughs> we do this in a democratic way, and you know, he's the, the most popular wrestler in the biggest wrestling company on the planet. So, you know, John Cena wins, and that, there you We are at the end of our show. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Dave, I am Ken. Take care, everybody.